Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK has its win streak snapped at nine games. Who should VGK fans apologize to? Like the New Jersey Devil fans apologized to Lindy Ruff this past weekend. They wanted him fired at the start. And now everything is just fine and dandy there in New Jersey. And a first glance, Chris, at why the NHL standings matter at U.S. Thanksgiving, which is now just 10 days away. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Lockdown VGK. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown VGK and at Tony Dasco and at TD Chris G. And Chris, before we dive into Saturday's first loss in 10 games for the Golden Knights, tell us a little bit about what happened at Sunday's season ticket holder event. Where uh, did you have like uh, an assigned uh, couple of players or something that you could go to to get autographs? How did this work? So I I like almost everything Vegas Golden Knights. I'm certainly a, much more on the positive side. Um, I, I would not give a passing grade to the season ticket events. Um, every year they do something like this. The very first year there was first time there was an event at the Mandalay Bay where you were painting a Golden Knights canvas um, shield. And all of a sudden here come the players out to autograph and sign and very laid back, but very organized. Uh, the following year was at the high roller. You got to ride the high roller with one. Oh, the glare's coming back. The fog's coming. You got to ride. <laughs> Happy Monday, folks. You got to ride the high roller with one random player. It was completely random. It was organized and it was fun. Uh, last year, it was a very easy event at the Dollar Loan Center. I say easy event because there was a Vegas Golden Knights game on and they gave away a ton of prizes to the season ticket members, uh, including paying paying off your entire season seven, I believe, your entire season seven season ticket tab. So really, really cool. So this event yesterday was at Area 15. It was spread out in a couple of different places. What's he doing? That's the foghorn. That's the foghorn, oh my God. Um, So the event was spread out in a couple of different places. It was outside for the most parts. The event was outside for the most part. That's the first thing. And I'm going through right here. I got the email right now. It doesn't say anything. It was going to be outside. It was a chilly day yesterday, folks. It was not that warm of a day. Parts of the events were inside as well, though. So it wasn't like you had to stay outside. But when it came time for your autograph signing, depending on where you were assigned, you would be outside. Um, You walk in, you're kind of like, okay, now what do you do? So we just kind of start walking around and we wind up making our way across the property to the back where the Illuminarium is, which is some other areas. And it was kind of cool walking around inside, looked like a hockey rink on the floor and the digital graphics were cool and everything. And then we come back to the area we walked in. There's this huge line. I guess they were doing giveaways for jackets and jerseys and who knows what was exactly. Yeah. And no one knew any of this. And you have people just kind of randomly passing jackets out to people in line, hockey pucks, And it was chaotic. It was strange. And then you go through that line. Then they tell you, you don't have to wait in this line anymore. Well, there was, that was also the food line. There was also pizza and raising canes. 
And I guess the Raising Cane's ran out pretty fast per social media. A lot of people got upset because they waited in line. There was no chicken when they got to the front of the line. Um, so that's the first part of the event. The second part of the event, right when you walked in, you got a random wristband. Um, people were randomly calling you up. It was There was no assignment. Like No one knew based on my season tickets what color wristband I was going to get. You got a colored wristband. No one told you where to go after that, though, when you got this wristband, as far as like what area of the property you go. It was on the back of the posters they handed you. But once you're inside there, there wasn't much signage until the players basically came out. So we get inside this little room that was completely crammed because there was four different autograph tables in there, completely crammed. And we're on basically on top of each other, for lack of a better term. That's verifiable through anyone on social media that was at the event yesterday. And... <laughs> No disrespect, and I, I want to say this in the nicest possible way, but we had a silver wristband. They hold up our sign. It was McNabb and Amadio. That, that, that's a tough draw. Again, no disrespect. I, I don't. I want to make sure I'm very um, appropriate when I say this, you know. But there was one table. I think it was Logan Thompson, Marchie, and Carlson, or you know, and then another one was Aiden Hill and Jack Eichel and. You know, I get it. It's luck of the draw and all that sort of thing. And you only, you're you only supposed to go to one table. Like they cut your wristband off once once you go through and then you can't go back in and see anyone else. So it's kind of like, eh, OK, and then full disclosure, me and my kid got out of line at, once we saw the players, because not just because of the players, but the area was just small and crammed and uncomfortable. And like, OK, so we walked around, I took some pictures of some of the other players and we got out of there. It was on a scale of one to ten. It gets about a three in my book. And it was it was rough. It was rough. So did you get any goodies? Like, did you get a jacket? Or, you yeah, know, we I did get a couple people... of, we got a couple of the jackets that were the season five season ticket member giveaway. We got some more hockey pucks that were part of the season five season ticket member giveaways. And no autographs. We didn't get any autographs, but honestly, I, I don't care about that. that my, no, but for my son, son. Yeah, my son would have enjoyed it, but he was in the same boat. Once he saw the player names, he was like, he wasn't like tugging him. He wasn't tugging saying, let's go. He wasn't, you know, but he definitely um, Love it. it would have been a couple other players. He might have been a little more keen on hanging out. Okay. So let's get to uh, some hockey here. Yes. You were at the game. Uh, the Golden Knights on Saturday had their nine game win streak snapped. This is like, uh, I'm shielding the sun. We're in the sun field over awesome. here. I don't know why the sun hits differently. It's, it's a flip phone, Tony, daylight, flip phones, flip phones. Post-daylight savings time. Uh, they lost to the Blues 3-2. to two. We had a uh, lack of communication issue there that I'd like for you to discuss uh, between Aiden Hill and Nick Haig, and it resulted in a goal. I think it was the Barbashev goal in that contest. Yes, yeah, so that was that was, that was a, rough, a rough one there, and I was talking, me and my dad were actually at the game, and the comparison I was trying to draw when something like that happened. So to paint the picture, folks, if you weren't at the game, the puck is going a little bit to Aiden Hill's left. Aiden Hill comes out to make a play. You have Nick Haig also peeling in. Once the each player looked at each other, they peeled away from the puck. And all of a sudden there was um who we play? There was a, a blues player behind the net, passed it out front, and bam, goal, we're, we're down right away. So the one thing I was wondering in a circumstance like that is whose response, or that was actually the second goal, I believe, but whose responsibility is it when something like that happens? And the comparison I'm making is to baseball. The center fielder, if the center fielder is involved in a, in a pop fly, you get out of the way. Or the center fielder makes the call if there's something with the infield. So I wonder if there is a default play that is supposed to happen if the goalie 
does go out? Is Aiden Hill supposed to make a play? Is he not supposed to make a play? Is Nick Hague supposed to offer support or is he supposed to peel away once he sees? Like those are the questions that I ask myself immediately. And I guess the only question or criticism I would possibly draw is in a five-on-five situation when your team is not in the power play, why would the goalie even go to make that play? And again, I'm guessing right now. I'm completely guessing. I don't no, know no, what's no. right Bruce, or wrong. Bruce Cassidy said um, there were communication issues There as definitely well. was a communication issue, no doubts. Yeah. Um, but you're your saying team... whose responsibility was it to be where? In that exactly. Situation? Exactly. Okay. And how do you communicate that in a, re- in, in a room full of 18,000 of your uh, closest friends uh, cheering you on? During it's, season five you know, jackets, even. Some, some are, of them. Are, yeah, there's going to be a lot of those tomorrow night in, in the in the San Jose game, I'll tell you that. But, um, you know, so you wonder how that's supposed to go down there. And it was unfortunate. It was just, um, it, it, it reminds you of the difference between a win and a losses because VGK was okay for most of this game, given the circumstances. They were a little better than okay at times even. But, you know, the first goal of the game, just an awesome snipe, whatever. And then the wheels come off for 40 seconds and boom, here we are talking about we all knew it was a trap game, even though I still lost money on the game betting on the Golden Knights, even though I knew, Tony, I knew better. I'm I know, so, I know. I'm you such said, a square. I'm well, no, square. You, said, you said on Friday that you felt that this was an L and you uh-huh. would get good value out of the St. Louis Blues. So in the third period of play, they outshot, VGK outshot the Blues 22-5. to five, But a lot of those shots, there was no one in front of the net. So was this a sign of fatigue, do you believe? So in the post-game interview, I, I don't know who asked the question, but they did basically bring up the trap game and all that. And and Bruce Cassidy didn't have the answer. He didn't he didn't dodge it either. You know, it was basically not understanding how these, you know, how this this happens and things like that. And he gave some insight also into the travel. So on Thursday night, the team has that emotional victory in Buffalo. <clears throat> Pardon me. So the game ends probably what 10, 10 30 local time in Buffalo. They're probably back on the plane, making their way back to Vegas about drinking midnight. champagne. And yeah, exactly. Right. I yeah. Mean, they yes. deserved it. You know, Celebrating winning all five style on, on the plane. Right. With the with the shirts off and the gold chains. <laughs> right, and everything. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I wish we would have seen a Jack Eichel pick like that. I think that would have been amazing. But so the team is on the plane, probably will call between 1130 and midnight Eastern Eastern, which is what? 3 a.m. Our time. Yeah. Other way. No, 10, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Right. Wait whatever time you're saying either way it's late it's late okay it's they got three and a half hour flights they got to go to t-mobile then they got to get get taken or they got to go to the airport then they got to get back to city national to get their cars then they got to get back home which is obviously why friday of course is a day off and then boom saturday here's a pregame skate and you got a game saturday night so i mean you know you look at that it that that, that's a tough that that's a tough trip there's not too many of these like that and you, you a spot like this would be nice to have the additional travel day but you know, the schedule is obviously rigged against the Golden Knights to lose on Saturdays, Tony. It's rigged against the Golden Knights. The, this game was completely rigged against that. Well, this is good. I, I like this. I'm channeling my, my inner Tony right now. Um, <laughs> but there, that, that long story longer, folks, Bruce gave some in, insight about how this situation worked, maybe why it happened. And it's a tough one to reset from. And everyone knew that. The Blues knew that. The Golden Knights knew that. Me and Tony knew that. But yet I still found a way to lose money on that game. A- after the first period, where yeah. he thought we were going to be better. It was rigged in favor of St. Louis because they had three days off here in Las Vegas to just kind of chill. They they didn't go out and party. They were at Red Rock, you know, chilling and all that. But just chilling. You are yeah. right, Tony. The, the second period shots, though, it 
if or third period, pardon me. Yeah. It felt like like Pete DeBoer's team for a little bit there. But those just lazy shots. No, me, me and my dad are both talking about it. Just no one in front of the net, no traffic, lazy shots off the face off. And I get it, you're spraying and praying at that point, but you know, it's there were some moments in the third, but not enough. So uh Riley Smith, another shorthanded goal for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh scoring from Chandler Stevenson. And, uh, oh, I wanted to ask you about the bad ice. So is are bad ice conditions only something that happens when VGK is on the road? Because there were a lot of St. Louis Blues uh, players that were complaining oh. about the ice. And Brett Howden fell down like three times. And players were falling down all over the place uh, for the St. Louis Blues. And so they said that there was some some bad ice at T-Mobile, but you didn't hear that on any of our broadcasts here, did you? Sorry, my cats are going crazy. I have no idea what just happened out there. Um, but was it was there what post Malone? Was there a concert Friday at T-Mobile? So on Wednesday night, I went to uh, Wednesday night. I went to Imagine Dragons, a private show there. Okay, okay. so there was that show, and then there was uh, post Malone uh, was on Friday night. Yes, because. I was at Resorts World on Friday night, and they had the post-party and the post-post Malone party there at Resorts World. So, yes, there was a show. They had to flip the ice rather quickly, obviously, for the game on Saturday night. Does that cause any effect? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like, these arenas are meant for this, and the T-Mobile ice does traditionally draw lots of compliments. But I did notice everything you're saying, and it was like the first period was weird. There were some blowouts. People were falling down, and – like some of the blues players, they were just like trapping the puck in weird places and getting hit. And like the first period of the game felt like exactly what you thought it was going to feel like golden Knights were back from a long road trip. They didn't, they looked very sluggish and the blues looked like they had been in town since Thursday morning partying for the last 48 hours leading up to the game. That's how the first period looked. And the reason I did make some investments in game was because I felt the golden Knights yeah, were actually going to did do you better the under in game. No, 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 no. Okay. I took, I was biting, betting him by the period. I was just firing, <laughs> firing right away. In my hand. Okay. Was... Give us some of your, give, give us some of your bets then. What did you um, take? What I like, no, I took, um, I wanted to get on, on the Golden Knights right after the Blues scored and the Golden Knights responded too quick. Um, but the one thing I did notice is the, the line on the game was minus one, was minus 220 for VGK at the start. And then after the first one, it was one, one, it was down to minus 180. And I'm like, okay, that that right there should have been a sign, right? That right there should have been a sign. And then I I posted it on our Twitter that I can't lay off this bet I'm about to make. BGK was like minus 113 or something like that when the game was tied later on. And it's like, I don't know. I just, whatever. I'm 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 a square. Like I said, I'm not uh I, I do try and do some research in the bets, but uh no, I was just firing like a like a goofball, having some fun. And uh, yeah, the my my local app that I was betting on definitely appreciates my patronage on Saturday night. You know, it was kind of funny on that uh, Riley Smith goal. Uh, three players so from the Blues went so to bad. Chandler Stevenson. That might have been the worst power that play like shorthanded like goal the, I've ever seen in my life. It looked like the Keystone Cops. It was really funny because you saw three players kind of bite on Chandler Stevenson. And no one and when, he, when he's in the corner Smith. after he misses his breakaway attempts <laughs> like that was that was the worst I've ever seen as far as a power play unit look. That was the worst I've ever seen. I want to move on to segment two because I think we're going to have a lot of fun on this Monday morning to kick off the week. Uh, coming up next, the New Jersey Devils fans 
started a chant on Saturday, sorry, Lindy, apologizing because the fan base wanted to fire Lindy Ruff. And, you know, now I want to take a look at, you know, what sort of chants should VGK fans start at T-Mobile <laughs> Arena? Who should they apologize to? And who should maybe uh, Chris and I apologize to as well? Coming up next. I'm not apologizing to anybody. <laughs> it's too late to apologize. Coming up next on Locked On Golden Knights. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but I've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. And right now, Locked On VGK listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't <coughs> want to miss it. You I'm trying to grab some. It's not going to work. No, that was a I fog. Had a, I had a good idea. Man. Not going to work. What I like most is Simply Safe's advanced technology, whether it's controlling your system from your phone with your app, watching the crystal clear HD live stream, your security cameras, the wide variety of high tech sensors, all of that. And Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report, a third year in a row. Simply Safe is home. Uh, whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day, which is less than half of the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend, Chris recommends as well, we we recommend, get 50% off any new Simply Safe system, at simplysafe.com backslash or slash locked on NHL. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like simply safe. I was writing it out, Tony. Welcome back to <laughs> Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas, and we appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast free and available wherever you get your podcast. The numbers are soaring there, and the numbers are starting to soar on our YouTube channel. So please, 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 please subscribe. Okay. Uh, so, so Chris, over the weekend, New Jersey Devil fans, you're going to have to bail me out here. This voice is froggy today. I know the feeling. Trust me. I know the <laughs> so, feeling. so over the weekend, um, New Jersey Devil fans chanted, sorry, Lindy, because they wanted Lindy Ruff fired at the start of the season. And now New Jersey owns the longest win streak in the National Hockey League at nine. And so uh, what sort of apology chants could we hear from the Vegas Golden Knights fans. We're sorry, Kelly. We love you, Kelly. Sorry, we Kelly. should have trust. No, it's a long chant. We should have trusted you from the beginning. Thank long, you for everything, chant. Kelly McCrimmon. You have okay, done for the Vegas the third, Golden Knights. In the third period you are right the now. best general manager in the NHL. You might get us a Stanley Cup in season six. Well, I should write that down next time. But <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's obvious, folks. And I posted. Um, me and Tony did a show on July 29th um talking about i i i posed this to, to tony because it was it was the summertime and you know it's a little tough for uh you know finding content and i wanted to you know just make a point about kelly mccrimmon and the job that i felt he had done prior to the start of season six again over the summer july 29th is when this aired and basically i argued i argued that kelly mccrimmon had done a good job and tony wasn't 
arguing he didn't, but Tony was arguing that there was some lack of trust, you know, from the organization when it comes to communication and things happening. And you made points about the salary situation and, you know, going 11-7 or 10-5 the one time against Colorado as far as not having enough skaters. So there are certainly, there were some good arguments to be made, but my argument in a whole was that the Vegas Golden Knights and Kelly McCrimmon has done a good job giving this team a chance to succeed starting from season one with the cup final season two, I would put on Gallant, but not a major seasons three and four. They had a shot, but Pete DeBoer couldn't beat the Montreal Canadians to get to the Stanley cup final season five injuries, whatever. But now look at season six with when it's all clicking, you know, we just got off an amazing nine game winning streak. So, you know, Kelly McCrimmon, every one of you who, who's been dogging him, you know, you owe him a little bit of love, owe him, owe him an apology, shoot some flowers up to him, uh, you know, in the press box or something like that. And just, uh, to show some love folks, because dude knows what he's doing. I don't care what you say. I don't care. Mark Andre Fleury was traded for nothing. I don't care. Max Pacioretty was traded for future considerations. Future considerations is a heck of a lot cheaper than uh, Max Pacioretty and Evgeny Dodonoff and has a better plus minus than those players right now as well. Hey, guess who was at the Raiders game yesterday on the sidelines? Donnie, I saw that. A Derek Carr jersey. Yep. James Neal, is he coming back? I, I, he actually was also in my autograph signing yesterday, which is why I left. I'm kidding. Wait a second. No, I'm kidding. He, he just we, I, I actually showed that. So, Tony, there's people around us in line, and I actually showed that tweet with James Neal in on the sideline. I said, oh, look, here, here's, our, who, here's our autograph signing, and they looked over my shoulder. We got a good chuckle out of that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would have to say I would probably be chanting, sorry, Aiden. Aiden Hill. Yes. Aiden Hill. Fair. Because, no, we blasted him, you know, uh-huh. during the preseason. And he's really been a stabilizing uh-huh. force in that, other than the miscommunication, the lack he of. He was also great, though, in this, especially in that second period on Saturday. He was fantastic. Second period blues continued for VGK, right? Weren't they outscored 2 nothing? Outscored two nothing, outshot. It just, it just looked bad. Um, What's I'll wrong give, with the uh, second period? They need to fix that. I'll give another write-in vote for an apology that you're, we will be making down the road, I think. We will? You will. Sorry, Laurent Brossois. Bros- sorry, Brossois. Why? So everyone, folks, we're, everyone's down on him right now. They're, they're looking at his Henderson starts and how poor they were. They're looking at the fact that he cleared waivers, that 31 other NHL teams would not take him for not even future considerations. We just said, here, take, please, have, t- take this uh, salary away from us. And no, um, Brossois still is a Vegas Golden Knight, and that, I think, can possibly pay tremendous dividends down the road. I mean, things are going well with Aiden and uh, LT right now, no doubt about that. <laughs> we know what happens with injuries, and especially goalie injuries in this town, folks. Something might happen, and... Brassois is going to get his time now in Henderson. He's going to get his timing back, just like Aiden Hill. We were down Aiden Hill. We we just we want to apologize to him, right, Tony? We should yeah. apologize for no, how I'm he was. No, I'm apologizing. Well, yeah, I'll apologize to yeah. Aiden Hill. We kind Brassois of did him. not. He's played two games. He's had a week of practice, no training camp. Now he has time to get everything back, including his health and his uh, stamina and whatever he needs as a goaltender. And 30, 35 days from now, maybe two, three weeks, whatever the number is, he's going to be ready to contribute if needed for the Vegas Golden Knights. And that could be really important, especially, I mean, let's say Aiden Hill goes down in March. 
what happens? And, and, and Aiden Hill just has the one-year contract, correct? I believe he is on yeah, a one-year contract. Yeah, this is a one-year deal. I believe. That gives us yeah. all sorts of off-season content with uh, Robin Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> someone and, and one of one of the fans on at Lockdown VGK just went off yesterday about, um, sorry, Robin. You know, we should have been kinder to to Robin Leonard. I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't think he's ever going to play again for the VGK. Sorry, fan. Sorry. BGK fan. With Robin Leonard, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to jump in there or not. But you can, whatever. With, with, with Robin Leonard, I mean, last season. It's a free-for-all. Left a strange taste in my mouth about him. You know, the situation. I mean, there's more to this, folks. There's many more layers to this. But the the initial skin on the onion, so to speak, here. Is that you peel skin? Whatever. But the initial, the initial layer, folks, is what I'm trying to say. The initial layer is... Robin Leonard got mad. He got pulled in a big game. Okay, fine. You don't want me. You don't want me out there. Fine. I'm injured. I'm done. Put me on the shelf. Now you peel a couple layers back. Dude's going to have had one hip surgery. He's going to have another hip surgery. So something was definitely wrong with him. Shoulder but that knee. Said, shoulder that? knee. Everything. Everything. Yeah, that's shoulder the thing. Knee. Like his body yeah. is breaking down. Call he's, it what it is. He's the son of Frankenstein. There you go. That's exactly. Exactly. And I think he's taller. But you know, I I, I get all of that and. At some point, it would be nice to hear an unfiltered Robin Leonard speaking about last season because I think if he did, I think we might get some insight. I'm not sure if we would like him more or dislike him more, but I think um, it would be nice just to kind of hear how he feels things went, especially down the stretch with DeBoer and the decisions that were made. And, you know, and I think that'll also give you a good insight if he will choose to come back to the Vegas Golden Knights or just possibly retire. I mean, all these things are an option. There's there's some media outlets, random ones I've never even heard of out there mentioning, oh, there's a trade coming for Robin Leonard. It's not working <laughs> out. It's like, it's not, okay, no. that's but not, no, those, it's not uh, even an those option bots, for a while. Yeah, th- those, those bot sites. And now everyone has the check mark, so you don't know who to believe. Um, at right. VGK <laughs> fan, at VGK, I, I might buy one. I might have to purchase one myself just because. At VGK fan 702, I've dubbed this season the season of eating crow. Uh, Friends are getting annoyed with me. Oh, well. I was equally annoyed with them over the summer. Uh, There's been some great, great comments. Uh, Oh, this was uh, from at the real Mr. Hoot. Um, He chimed in and said, I think a lot of people who wanted to bench Wah should go to center ice and be publicly humiliated. And they should, sorry, as we throw tomatoes at them. I love the idea. That's super. But Wah's not two syllables. Sorry, Nick Wah. Okay. Sorry, Nick Wah. We could start that chant. Get things going, man. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Nick Wah. Come on, man. You're going to, you need to start this. Sorry, Caden. <laughs> you need to start He actually that had one right on his stick. He should have had a goal <laughs> on Saturday. But um, yeah, that, that's another one. So back to Nick Waugh. I mean, Nick Waugh has been very solid. Um, I honestly, I'm still not sold on a $3 million contract for Nick Waugh. I, I said that when we signed him, and I'll say it again, based on everything happening, $3 million, it's a little pricey for Nick Waugh. But he's doing a good job. He's And maybe down, you know, I don't think he's completely pro- sold me on a $3 million contract yet. And while we're doing shout-outs here, I'll, I'll, I'll hit John Strickland right now. So John Strickland uh, found me in one of the various lines yesterday where we had no clue we were waiting for. And John Strickland was actually the one who 
he was a doctor that gave us some information about Mark Stone's surgery back over the summer. That was great. And so we gabbed a little bit and he wanted to extend compliments to, uh, to Tony as well. And, uh, I congrats. Yeah. I congratulate him. He's one of the two or three uh, supporters you got out there. So, um, you know, keep your, keep your friends close, Tony. Um, no, but I'll, you know, it was a very nice event yesterday. It was nice seeing, you know, the, the, the season ticket family and stuff like that. Like, I'm not going to dump on the event completely because it's always nice getting everyone together. And I do respect the fact that it's tough to organize 12,000. I'm not going to say it. 12,000 season ticket holders who make investments into this team, whether it's in the low five figures or the high six figures. I mean, there's a lot of expensive tickets for this team. So it is tough for VGK to make everybody happy. I, I totally understand and respect that. But this event, if I'm going to rank the four events now, I believe the the painting, the wheel, the the painting, the high roller, the watch party last year, and then the one we just did, this would be it's a resounding four. fourth. What's that? This would be four. Yeah, this, this would, would be, be four, four, and it would not even be close. It would not well, it close. just it just looked it even looked disorganized, to be quite honest, on social media. And you it need to do something special. To, yeah, no, you need to do something special for the fans. And yeah. And it should have been held, maybe. I know that they wanted to go to one of their business partners, but this is, should be something with that many fans uh, at T-Mobile Arena at a bigger facility now because it's grown. Don't yeah, you think? no, it, it could have been in a lot of different places in a lot of different ways. And like when they did the, the high roller, you got people coming at certain times and staging. That was fine. When we did the painting events at, the, at Mandalay Bay going back in season two, I want to say, um, again, same thing. There was different people at different times and things like that, you know, and just ways to make this make things a little bit cleaner. And it just honestly, and I'm sure people did put a lot of thought into this, but I don't think whatever strategy session people have, I don't think holes were poked into this, you know, trying to figure out, okay, well, is this really going to work? Uh, what what could go wrong? And I just don't, it felt rushed, Tony. It felt rushed. Like we do at the end of segment three. At uh, rather at Joseph Young 702 says, sorry, GM KM. So he thinks that that should be a chant at T-Mobile. But I'm, I'm with not. You, I'm with no you. Apologies to that guy. You call him what? Carly. Coming up next, do standings at you. Not sorry, Carly. Do standings at U.S. Thanksgiving provide a window traditionally of which teams are playoff teams? We'll return with that after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick in Las Vegas. We're both a little bit spicy to start off the week. And uh, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's a lot of fun. You can watch the London slash Green Valley Fog roll in here on the show periodically. And perhaps you'll hear it sounds a little bit like a goal horn, but it is a foghorn. I've got to I'll let you know that. So, so Chris, in 11 days, we're going to be ce- in 10 days, I should say, in 10 days, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving already here in the U.S. And there is a theory that uh, teams that are in playoff position at that time on that date are going to be playoff teams. And so uh, 77 percent of the teams in that position make it to the playoffs pretty much in the salary cap era, which started 2005, I believe. So so uh, so with that being said, uh, you know, VGK in 2021, 
they were actually in position, but they failed at 12 and eight in third place um, a season ago. But we know that they had a really bad second half of the season after uh, the new year. But uh, some of the teams, you know, that I'm looking at here uh, that would not make the cut include Calgary. Wonder if that team is in trouble. Uh, they have just 14 points. Uh, the Oilers would be a team that is right there. But 77% is a very strong argument. And for some reason, someone came up with this theory that, you know, teams that are in position at U.S. Thanksgiving, and you're going to hear more about it. I just wanted to be first, okay? We wanted to be first because, again, we are spicy this morning. What are your thoughts about uh, VGK now? Uh, can v someone asked me this the other day. Could VGK win, realistically, the President's Cup this year? Why not? I mean, if if we're going to oppose the um, if we're going to cite the fact that, you know, 70 something percent of the teams that are in 77 are in a that's so a C plus 77 um, percent of the teams in playoff position at U.S. Thanksgiving have you know, are going to make the playoffs. then sure. I mean, this could be a um, a temperature check, if you will, about how the team is going to go. I mean, I, I think back. So let's go back to season one here for a second. You know, season one, every, everything good is happening for the Vegas Golden Knights. So much good is happening. You're you're waiting for the expansion team to show itself. And it never, ever, ever did in season one. Obviously, of course, with a trip to the Stanley Cup finals. And thinking back to the way I felt about season one, when they, I believe it was a game against Anaheim, if I'm not mistaken. It was the game before the little Thanksgiving break. And that game, they won. And they won, I think, pretty good, if I'm not mistaken. And they were in first place in the Pacific at Thanksgiving. That was the triggering moment for me as a fan and also as someone as a realist who watches a lot of hockey. I started to feel that this was a team that was capable of winning the division and possibly making a run. So, you know, that's just one perspective, I guess. And but also same token, there's so much, so many things that do happen in hockey with, with these uh, come from behind feel good stories. Again, the St. Louis blues, unfortunately, who just kicked our butt, but the blues a couple of seasons ago in January, last place, they, uh, they fire their coach. Oh, Stanley cup, you know, five minutes, five months later. So, you know, on the other side, other things can happen and, you know, just kind of wait and see how it all shakes out, I guess. Five games for VGK between now and Thanksgiving, the sharks come in on Tuesday Coyotes on Thursday, and then they're at Edmonton, at the Canucks, and then on Thanksgiving Eve, they're home to Ottawa. Has VGK ever been on the road for any holiday? This is rigged. This is absolutely rigged. It's rigged. They were, let's see, New Year's Day. They, they're usually home New Year's Day. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Christmas, New Year's they're Eve home. Like yeah, yeah. Christmas, they're thing. home, right? Halloween, they, they're able to do their costume party. Yeah, yeah, okay, all that. You know, I mean, seriously, Thanksgiving, yeah, that's just, we'll, we'll be at home in Vegas. Come on. Will there be an I'm great. sorry, Tony Chance at T-Mobile? That's what I want to know. I want to start buying into your drama. Dasco. That would be phenomenal. You're start started. buying into your, your crap you fling every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I mean, seriously, Edmonton is just on that bubble. Um, they would just barely get in. Edmonton's doing what Edmonton, and now Edmonton's, you know, with, with Evander Kane out, but still Edmonton's doing what Edmonton does. That's being, that's being unpredictable. That's not knowing what's going to happen. That's having a, I mean, for all that firepower, Connor McDavid has 46 goals already in, in 16 games, but he doesn't have that, but he's got a lot folks, all the scoring they're doing. They're a plus one as far as 
the, the, the goal scoring differential goes right now. They're a plus one. That is a very Edmonton Oilers season, which means they're winning a lot of games six to five right now. Uh, I mean, the Flames are behind the Blackhawks in the standings right now. They are behind the Blackhawks in the standings. I mean, the Blackhawks are right on that playoff bubble right now with the Minnesota Wilds. So, and looking at the East, some teams that would not get in. Um, Meanwhile, well, Montreal's bad. Uh, Pittsburgh, Washington, not in right now. How about that? I mean, that's mm. that's huge. Um, I mean, that's yeah, interesting. It, it is interesting. It'd be we have more time. It'd be fun to kind of take a deeper dive into that right now. Well, we have time. We have ten more days. Ten more days, Brosois. And uh, you know, uh, do you feel though that cap teams again? This is post cap uh, era in, since two thousand five. But the cap teams shouldn't they? The teams that are up against the cap shouldn't they be there? anyway because they're spending all that money so you have a buffalo i think they said so let's the like, they, they still have 16 million left or something like that in buffalo uh, yeah i mean sure they're gonna I mean, make some serious moves later on buffalo's gonna do what detroit did this offseason right they're gonna wait until they feel they are close and then they're gonna add uh some pieces and you know you're gonna see some big changes made um but yeah should teams up against the cap uh be a playoff contender Sure, they they should, and of course, the owner who's writing the check definitely thinks that. But the Sharks, I believe, have been right up against it. What I see, um, cap friendly, I think, reported seventeen NHL franchises are now exceeding the upper limit of the salary cap. How many? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, I thought you said that. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, by using the uh, using LTIR, I'm not saying shenanigans for all the teams. Don't other than VGK. Yeah. Other than VGK, yeah, right. Um, but sorry, you know, Kelly. It's it's interesting how how this Sorry, is working out. Foley. They they can't wait until next year until we get another three four million in cap space. I get. Yeah, for those that didn't think that Bill Foley should be more involved, you might want to start that Sorry Foley chant, right? I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, let's take a look. I think something we could explore, maybe perhaps for later this week, those seventeen teams that are up against the cap. How many of those are playoff contending teams by Thanksgiving? That I like would be it. pretty interesting. I like it. We thank everyone for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first Tony, lesson. Tony, you got point. a minute. Slow down. We got a full minute right now. I know. This show goes by so fast, man. Like, I can't believe we're just zipping through things. We've got a lot more that we left on the table even. for your. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen, for your second listen. I want to get in a full read for once. Please make it uh, Lockdown Sports today. Uh, the podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on Odyssey on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. For my man, see, now I'm sprinting. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Gradasco. Sorry, Golick. We'll be back again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.